This is Recovery Revolution Live. The episode you're about to listen to is live and unedited. If you'd like to join us on the live stream, you can find us on Facebook and YouTube. Facebook.com slash Recovery Revolution 100 or search Recovery Revolution Live on YouTube. Welcome, everybody, to the Recovery Revolution live show today. My name is Carl, one of the co-hosts, and we are being joined by J.R. Weaver. Mrs. Ashley Grimes will be here shortly. She got stuck in some traffic on her way in. And we have our guest, Reggie, on today. And we're going to bring Reggie into the show here. We'll talk about his uh, success and everything. But we want to do a little warm-up with you guys, man. So I hope everybody's having a great day today. And a happy Thursday for everybody who is joining us. Uh, we're so happy that you guys are here. Uh, Brett Morris is on his anniversary date tonight with his wife. So go for it, Brett. Uh, we hope that you have a successful evening. And we hope that you guys... <laughs> Thank you, JR. Uh, we hope that you guys are going to have a good time tonight. Uh, he said they were going to be going out to dinner. Uh, trying some pad thai so that's kind of awesome man i love pad thai man so anyways welcome guys welcome everybody to the show we're so glad that you guys are here i am manning the boards and brett and is taking the day off and jr i thought i unmuted you guys oh are you guys able to unmute yourselves there we go. i'm back we are back all right Awesome. Okay. Well, welcome, everybody. Wow, we've got 23 viewers already. Excellent. Hello, hello, Heather. Welcome. HM, welcome to the show. Welcome, everybody. We'll let everybody slide in here. We hope you guys are having a great day today. Um, my day was actually really good. I, I you know, I got, I got to write up a, a clinical evaluation form that I'm using with my staff right now. So, I don't know, man. I really get into like writing those forms and, and doing that type of stuff. Um, it makes me feel really organized. I don't know about you guys, but I, I really kind of like it, man. No? JR's shaking his head. Nope. Nope. Not a form person. Um, Reggie, what about you? Are you a paperwork person or are you a get out and get your hands dirty type of person? A little bit of both. After I mess up the paperwork, then I go out and get my hands dirty to get away from it. And then when I mess <laughs> right. up hands on, I go back to the paperwork. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, it's Thursday. And uh, Reggie, where are you joining us from today, sir? Charleston, South Carolina on the oh, Southeast Coast. Oh, man. I've, you know, I've never been out to South Carolina. i got to get out there, man. Um, you're coming out next year for our wedding, man. That is right. Oh. I am coming out for the wedding. Thank you, JR, for reminding me of that. Um, 23 Yeah, I'll be there, brother. I got to put that on my calendar. I, I get, maybe I should probably book my airline tickets, huh? Yeah, you probably should. Buddy. Yeah. All right. Road so, trip. Exactly. Exactly. Well, we have a great show lined up for you guys today. Um, Reggie is going to talk about his uh, story coming into uh, recovery, and he is also retired from the uh, United States Air Force as a senior master chief 
or excuse me, a chief master sergeant. Sorry about that, Reggie. My bad. Um, and I have a, a Marine, frog. Right? I have a frog in my throat, man. Jr., can you talk for a minute while I get this <laughs> get this bad boy out of there? Reggie, he's a Marine. You know, the big words. <laughs> uh oh, uh oh, they're going to be teaming up on me all all night here, all <laughs> night here. Tip of the yeah. spear, man. I'm glad to have Reggie on the show. He's a uh, mentor in Veterans Treatment Court with me. We were actually the first two mentors to sign up. And uh, since then, um, he's become the, uh, the mentor coordinator. He works, I mean, the judge puts him to work. Uh, I'll say that much. Just kidding, judge. I know you're going to be watching this later. <laughs> it's great to yeah, have you, buddy. Yeah, Reggie, we're, we're very happy to have you. So I, I wrote a script uh, to bring Reggie into the show. So let me go ahead. <clears throat> oh, you know, this whole frog in my throat. Oh, my goodness. All right. So Reggie Davis has worked as a paramedic for 33 years. Simultaneously, he has completed a 39-year career with the United States Air Force Reserves. Reggie achieved the rank of Chief Master Sergeant in 2008, along with being a first responder Reggie has held other jobs such as author, DUI instructor, veteran court mentor, peer volunteer, or excuse me, prison volunteer, also a peer volunteer and friend. Today, Reggie celebrates 36 years of continuous sobriety. Um, from Reggie's education at the School of Hard Knocks, he has transformed with grace into an inspirational speaker, person, and prevention educator. As mentioned, Reggie also authored a book called The Wrench in the Mirror Looks Like Me, or excuse me, The Wretch in the Mirror Looks Like Me. This book is a personal story of the grace that changed his heart and allowed him to change his mind. Reggie is married to his best friend, Lily, for 41 years, and they are proud parents of two adult prodigies whose inspirational and musical gifts have helped heal some of the world's hurt. So, Reggie, like I said, man, we're really happy to have you on to the show today. Um, you know, super, super proud of all your accomplishments, man, and in retiring from the Air Force and, and uh, you know, getting up there in rank and everything. So, can you tell us a little bit about what it was like for you um, early in life when you were trying to balance and maintain, you know, an addiction, a job, uh, working in the reserves, and, and what, what that kind of felt like for you? Well, so you know how everything always starts off good. That's just like even the the first the first drink or two, you know, makes you feel good. Uh, it's then later on when the good times turn to bad times is when things start to fall apart. And essentially, you know, um, I could go back to say that, you know, I come from a home where um, parents, some were functional alcoholics and some were not so functional. And... Um, through school, through 16, when I took that first drink and I said, man, why haven't we been doing this all along? <laughs> this is the answer to everything. And like I said, you know, then some of the trouble that followed after that and then getting into um, to school, high school and almost getting kicked out of high school, uh, managing to finish and then deciding that I was going to college, but I ran out of money and I said I would uh, go into the military. And that's when I joined the Air Force. And as long as I stay busy, you know, sometimes if you keep your hands busy, you don't have as much time to get in trouble. And so um, when I went to the military early on, first starting, I started out real good. You know, I, I went through basic training and 
uh, my first several months of working in the hospital. And then I started hanging out with people who like to have a good time. And these good times were making high risk choices. You know, we, how's the phrase go? Phrase go, we played hard and we, we worked hard and we played hard. And then we got to even playing even harder. And sooner or later, the, the same trouble that usually befalls people in the military starts happening. You know, uh, I can go on and on uh, from fights, uh, broke my hand, uh, didn't show up for duty. Uh, they called me to come to duty and I said, I'm not coming. They came and got me um, to uh, living on a suspended bus. And that's when every time you see the commander, he says he's going to take your stripe. <laughs> and um, Article 15 is just... Just her, just every time I got in trouble, I had been something to do around drinking. And um, so I didn't see it at the time. And so early in my career, also, I got married, which uh, I told my wife at the time, I thought it was a bad idea, but uh, that proved, I proved, uh, I proved right about that. You know, I wasn't a very responsible uh, 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 husband. And so there's problems in my marriage, now my job and it got to the point where at the end of the day, they were going to, well, practically they had thrown me out. Exactly what happened was the commander told me, the new commander said, this is your last day in the military. And he told me he was throwing me out. But the commander before him said, if he seen me in the next six months, it would be my last day in the military. Well, he didn't see me because I didn't, I wasn't near him, but the new commander had a different idea. So I went back to my duty section and I told my supervisor, but I told we had a new supervisor who was an E9, like I said, Chief Master Sergeant, had been sent down because we had such a horrendous um, drug misuse and alcohol problem in the section I worked in, which was the emergency room trauma center. And my supervisor had been put out and a lot of people got in trouble. Well, he was there to try and straighten it out. Well, I told him what happened and he thought it was unfair. So he went back over to the commander's office and they let me, they said I could re-enlist. And I said, well, I just want to extend. So I extended for six months and I got out. I knew I, was, I got out of the military because I knew I was going to be incarcerated if I stayed in another, tried to stay in another four years. I was going to, that was just the, the kind of trouble was headed for, I was headed for. So I got out and stayed in the reserves. And I, start, I came to Charleston, started working as a paramedic. So I'm working for the county as a paramedic and I'm in the Air Force Reserves and I'm flying air vac missions out of Charleston. And that was great for the first year or two, but to tell you the truth, sometimes I'd fly one of those missions and I'd barely remember getting back to the plane and I was starting to get in trouble about to be put out of the reserves. And then my civilian job as a paramedic, uh, at the time we worked 24 hours and I worked 24 hours. And when I got off, I would try and drink for the other 48 and that started to turn into a, a, a nightmare. And in my book, if I, I just want to pause a minute, there's a, I just, like a one-page story I like to read that kind of encapsulates where my life was at that time. Absolutely. During the first two years of my civilian career, EMS career, I continued to drink at high risk. I had grown accustomed to seeing bad things happen to good people because of their choices. I found victims uh, who were who had hung themselves, others still clenching guns with half their heads blown off, motorcycle accident victims in several pieces and parts. Most of the bad things I saw involved alcohol and drugs. Still somehow I convinced myself that I was not like the 
people who were making the same high-risk choices I was making. And then early one morning, around 5 a.m., I crawled into an overturned car soaked in blood, gasoline, and alcohol to witness three active-duty military members take their last breath before the fire rescue personnel could cut them out of the mangled wreck. At 7 a.m., I got off work and I had my first drink of the day. My only thought of that morning's tragic episode was how that kind of unlucky accident would never happen to someone like me. And I like that story because it encapsulates and tells what this, this thing of addiction does to us, that no matter how bad a situation we're looking at or how bad a situation we're experiencing, we don't see it. <laughs> you know, all the, all the trouble around me, I'm thinking, well, hell, you know, my, my friends are having the same kind of trouble and problems I am, so this must be normal. You know, I'm getting to the point now when I drink a lot, you know, my stomach's burning like it's on fire. So I, I can either quit eating spicy foods. And so uh, at the end of the day, it did, maybe it, was a, it took me two years after I, I came off of active duty. Um, my wife was gone. The job said it was going to fire me and my health was going down. And emotionally, I was at my, my wit's end. And because I had seen people who had taken their own lives to end the pain, I got my guns out and I was trying to drink enough to um, end the pain, put a bullet in my head. The problem was, for some reason, I couldn't drink enough. It just didn't didn't seem to get drunk enough or or I, I passed out and I woke up and I was I was still here. And that told me right there, I said, you know, you really got a problem. And the next day, for some reason, I went to my first AA meeting and pretty essentially the rest is history. I, I've been blessed. I got the same sponsor 36 years. I just picked up one chip. Um, I mean, it's, it's, the disease is a disease of relapse, but I, I, I never had one. I don't always work my program perfectly. The one lesson I did, I, I came away with was that to keep this thing, you got to give it away. So I've been all always been about service. And I try my best to give the most back to the military, to the veterans, because that's where I cheated the system. That's where I was, how did they praise it? Uh, disgrace to the uniform. <laughs> Um, unfit for duty and so forth. And so to go from the person to being that young soldier about to be thrown out of the military to, to retire, to putting on the rank of E9 in 16 years, my civilian job, I, I, I was there 33 years. I was a supervisor for 23 of those years. Um, I've been married to the same wonderful woman 41 years. And, you know, we, we call them the promises in the AA big book. And the things that have happened in my life are, are things like I can't imagine when I when I hear someone talk about how low they went and then how high they were raised up to because they found a higher power. They understood that it's a program and if you don't work it, it won't work. And so, um, well, I'm, I, I, if it's still on, I got a, a beautiful. A, well, well, I can just say it like this here: that there's a brig here, and I go up every Wednesday morning. I'm there. One of the greatest things that happens is some of those individuals still reach out and in contact with me just to hear how their life has turned around. And, you know, the thing about it is when I go in that brig, I say, this is the place I should have been. But I wasn't there because my higher power had another purpose for me. But um, some of those guys, one of them was actually on here. Um, they, the, the most the greatest gift for me is to hear how their life is going so positively. Uh, the other thing, like JR can share with you, we work with the, um, the, the vet court. And once again, uh, guys who are in trouble with the legal system. And I don't know, I haven't met any, myself, I haven't met any veteran who's really having a hard time that doesn't have some kind of substance abuse issue. 
Uh, I don't know if that's part of what they issue us. <laughs> I know when I went in, they showed me how to drink and how to get it excessively. And, 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 but I migrated to those people who are making high risk choices. I wouldn't have anything to do with somebody who says, well, let's have one or two drinks. I'm like, well, what, why would you want to do something like that? So I accept the fact that there's some of us, uh, there's a different road that we just have to find a program that let, helps us leave it alone. And the way we stay on that, that trail for me is I work day in and, day and out whenever I can to work with other veterans. Um, I want to share this. This is probably the thing I really enjoy the most. I probably may again. I'm a DUI instructor. I took this program they had in the military. So we, they teach it to the young airmen. But in South Carolina, it's the same. If you get a DUI in South Carolina, you got to take this 16-hour course. I love teaching that. And they love me coming in to teach it. Because, half, see, half the people who come in, they're pissed off. They don't want to be there. Why did the cops stop me? Or, you know, I didn't have, you know, why was why I wasn't drinking that much. But at the, at the end of it, somehow I feel like I'm able to not only, I think the best compliment they gave me is they said, you don't, you don't talk down to us, you talk to us. And I tell them because, hey, I don't walk in them shoes. And, uh, and like, we, like we in addiction, I think one of our greatest gifts, I add a little humor to it. You know, I said, yeah, I've seen some bad stuff happen, you know, put a car up a tree. How you put a car up a tree? Uh, well, if you drink enough, you can put a car up a tree. Uh, but with that, um, on here also is some of the people who uh, also support me in the, the vet court program. That's great. And other people that I've known for for, for a while, some good friends. So I appreciate them showing up to hear us talk. Absolutely, Reggie, and it's it's tremendous to hear your story. Uh, you know, I'm I'm sure I I hope that quite a few of us here can kind of relate to the whole military background. I know I can, uh, and Jr. can. Um, but you know, it's funny you mentioned the the uh, issuing of almost like issuing a substance use disorder when we get out of the military, <laughs> because so many of us fall into that category of, um, you know, substance use disorder, which is a mental health disorder or other co-occurring disorders um, that go along with that. And it's it's so sad to see, but it's so wonderful to see people like yourself and JR that are out there on the daily grind, helping these people reimagine themselves, helping these people see the potential that they could have and you know getting back on track to where they were in the military because you know i haven't met anybody ever that said hey you know i want to be an addict like uh, let me volunteer for that because that sounds like it's going to be a blast now i have met people that say well during my addiction there were a lot of fun times but those times didn't outweigh all the bad times that you know that happened after that so um thank you for the work that you do with the veterans and, and i want to thank you personally for your service brother Thank you so much. Um, JR, I'll tell you, man, one of the, I, it waters my eyes up but when they have one of those graduations for, for those veterans to see their families that they, you know, they've been separated from come back in their lives and, you know, they've got jobs and so forth. It's just, uh, you can't pay, you couldn't pay us for that kind, kind of. Right. It's a true blessing to see the graduations and the families come in and, you know, it's like when they start the program they're they are, uh, you know, separated from the family. The family won't have anything to do with them. And then like halfway through, maybe the the father will come in or the mother will come in, sit in on a court session. And it's like, you just see the gradual changing. Yeah, one of the things uh, you mentioned earlier, Reggie, was uh, it's funny how our addictive thinking 
blinds us to what's really going on. Like you said, you, your stomach was hurt. No, you, I'll just quit spicy food. I'll, I'll, I'll keep the drinking, but, but I'll do other things to see if I can get rid of it. You know, it's like always our last thing when the, the smoke finally clears. Like, hey, I got a problem. I mean, that's what really helped me. I mean, when my eyes were finally opened. Yeah. Well, one thing that I heard from you that I loved was you said that you treat people like they're people. And I think that's so important because a lot of times people don't expect, especially at their worst, like when they feel like they're there's so much shame, they don't feel like they deserve to be treated, you know, well. And having somebody that they respect and that's been there that treats them like another human being, that's so powerful. And thank you. Yeah, I, I think um, working with the veterans, um, because in the, men the mentors program, you don't you don't have to be, be somebody in recovery. It's just a valuable asset, you know, when you have it, because you truly is like um, I never forgot this lesson I learned working in a, the hospital and the burn center for several weeks. But the burn patient told me, he said, when the doctors walk past him, the air from their coats hits his burns his skin like acid. He said. He said the only other person who really can understand how bad they feel is another burn patient. <laughs> and, and, and so sometimes, you know, so sometimes it's as simple as when you see somebody in, in that deep denial and they're, they're talking that language, something goes off in your head and say, I understand them. That they're, they're not that crazy to me because I used to talk just like that. And, and all we were trying to really do is hold up a mirror and help them see that, hey, this is where you're at, at, and you can you can change. You you can you can get somewhere else. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, Reggie, I can totally relate to that because, you know, and and what Ashley said about treating them like a human and recognizing that there it's a person in front of us. It's it's not a number. It's it's not a means for our paycheck to come in. But we deal with humans every single day and we have to recognize these people as humans and i get very um very uh worked up about this sometimes because i've worked in places where it was all about the numbers and all about the money and you know and stuff like that and i'm thinking to myself where the hell is the human connection that we're giving that we're supposed to be giving these people we take an oath to in this industry to do no harm to anybody and it's up to us as professionals to maintain um, uh, Brett, have a good night, brother. We hope you guys have a good time, uh, on your pet high adventure there. Um, but you know, I, I hope that we can all realize that we've all been there before. And that's why it's so important for us to see that they are no different from us. We're just further down the path than they are, but we've walked the path before and they're just further back in the platoon. You know, they're bringing up the rear. And and we're out there with that guide on leading the way. Yeah, um, Jr. can share with you. This is really impressive. One of the things about this vet court is well, it's got a judge and they've got prosecutors and all. But everybody, I mean, everybody is 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 pro. They're looking out for the best interests of the vets. Um, we've got some chaplains, um, but even when even the judge has to, um, what's the word, Jr. Be discipline them or 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 or. or he does it with love. It's the way I see it. Maybe they don't feel it that way, but 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 uh, he under he understands them on that level that um he's using it as a tool to help them get to where they need to be. So um, you got the VAs providing them care, 
and the legal systems of giving them the, the direction and, 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 and the mentors, you couldn't do it without the mentors. We're just there to, um, like you say, model and model success for them and be a friendship. It really is. We're, we, we, we're pretty much like family. Yeah, we got a great group of uh, guys currently in vet treatment court. And you got you like Reggie was saying, uh, we have we have a great support system with the judges. I mean, Judge Kootens, you know, he's a former Marine. And, you know, he, he's such a great guy. I mean, he was the one he was uh, he was the assistant when I was in drug court. And I remember him challenging me one day, not, and, you know, Young Jr. thought he knew a lot. Mm. <laughs> Judge Kooten checked me. He's like, "What are you doing on on step twelve? How are you helping others?" And and he made he knocked me back, and, and I started thinking about. It. I was like, "You know what? I was coasting." So, so because of him, all of this happened. I mean, w- without him, I never would have started the Recovery Revolution page. You know, the podcast shows everything. I mean, he's uh. I, and I like to uh, mention that to him every now and then because, you know, he's a great guy. And Judge Condon, who's uh, over him, great guys. They both came out to uh, one of my speaking engagements last year. I mean, it was, yeah, they are really behind helping people get through the court. They're not uh, just sitting up there, you know, you know, it's not all black and white. You know, they, they, they feel for they, they have the empathy to understand what the participants are going through and they really try to help. I mean, it's a great, we have a great system here. Absolutely. And I want to ask you guys a question because, because we use a lot of terminology here and I want to make sure that our listeners are following along with the terminology that we use. So in military lingo, when we talk about a brig, um, you know, for those of you that are unfamiliar with that, that is essentially jail. Um, a, a break means that you're going to jail. So if you hear that word used during uh, tonight's broadcast, just keep that in mind. That means we're talking about, you know, things that we might be familiar with, H&I. So this is kind of very similar where we're bringing a message into these people and bringing help in for them. Uh, and also, uh, when you guys talk about being a mentor versus a recovery coach, because I know, JR, you're a recovery coach. And Reggie, you work as a mentor. And I don't know if you're a recovery coach as well. Is there a big difference between the two? Um, it's pretty much, uh, I pretty much do with my mentees as what I do with my, uh, my clients for the recovery coach. It may be a little bit more hands-on with the coaching because, uh, it, well, I guess it kind of depends on your, uh, who your participant is in vet court, but it's, it's very similar. Yeah. One of the, to be a mentor though, is it's not required that you have a recovery background. So that would be the, the, the difference that you couldn't, um, you know, to have the, uh, to be a recovery. Uh, am, am I correct, Jay? A recovery coach has is someone who's in recovery has, has to be in recovery. Um, you're in recovery and you're certified peer support. Right, right. So, um, and I'm not saying that some people, if, if you got the heart and passion, um, you probably can do as good a job. But I don't, like I said, I, ref, I reflect before, it's that other, that burn patient that really tells, knows what it feels like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's some of the advantage of um, having having the recovery background. Um, yeah. Oh, oh, the brick thing, the, the military jail. <laughs> Listen, the one we have in Charleston is called the Navy Consolidated Brig. But let me assure you, they got Air Force, they got Marines, Army, Uh-oh. Coast Guard. They even got some got some people who started off at the academy 
and next detour they took was they're doing time in uh, military jail, you know, so uh, they don't discriminate. Uh, yeah, and and military law is so different from civilian law. You know, right. we're we're we are now under the military uh, code of justice, and it's um, <laughs> and if you're not careful in the military, you can get charged with the military, um, uh, you know, violation along with the civilian violation. So you have to appear in two courts at times. That's uh, what my understanding of it. I never got in trouble in the military. I got out before I got in trouble. But, um, yeah. <laughs> One of the patterns that I, I always recall is the fact that I got in a lot of trouble in the military. I never got in any trouble for substance use. Mm. I, all the times I did something, I was under the influence. But all the times they caught me or I was standing in front of the commander, it was because I was a bad troop or did something wrong. And no one ever identified that, you know, that I had a, a, an abuse problem. But then I came in in, in, in 88 and in, in 78, 79. And so a lot of my supervisors were these guys who had been to Vietnam and all. And <laughs> it was a different military back then. And some things these days you could it didn't take you. You couldn't do probably a tenth of some of the things we did. You'd be thrown out. Um, and maybe rightly so. <laughs> yeah, there was, yeah, there's no AA or NA at my unit. I mean, they didn't care. They didn't care if you if, if after you got off, you went and drank two cases of beer. As long as you showed up at 6 a.m. in the morning to run your five miles, you were you were okay. <laughs> I was trying to find this video that I found like it was months ago about veteran peer support, but I can't find it. That's what I was doing as I was trying to. It's like it made it a lot clearer for, for me not being in the military. You had one job, Ashley. I know I should have prepared. Procrastination. <laughs> I'll find it though. It's the best video on peer support I've ever seen. Cause oh, it's really? like, yeah, it's like, and it's a cartoon. It's just, you know, um, he's like in a, a ditch, he's standing in a ditch and like all the doctors come by and they're like, you need to take this medicine and they throw the medicine down to him and he doesn't take the medicine like then the the somebody comes and brings him food and they throw down the food to him and he doesn't want to eat but then um one of his fellow um you know servicemen or however i'm sorry i'm bad with the lingo but um comes and gets in in the ditch with him and he's like come on let's let's do this together and they they help each other climb out of the ditch together and it was just like it's very like powerful so Leave no veteran behind. Yeah. One of the yeah. one of the stories in my book, and it, it's, it's one of the things that happened that really motivated me. You know, I um, during uh, Desert Storm in 1991, I got act, we were activated for like six months, and uh, I got state uh, my unit half went to Saudi Arabia, and I went to Germany. And what we would do is they would bring the initial when it started. We had wounded soldiers; they bring to Germany. And then we put them on a big plane and we fly them back to the United States. And I got to fly more than um, many of the other medics because I was a, a paramedic because of my, my, you know, my, some of my other skills. So they would call me a lot. And, 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 and I had one of them, I had a young troop. Uh, he was like a fast burner. He was going to be uh, really impressive. But in the hotels during our downtime, they play cards and things and they drink. And I didn't drink anymore this time. And, and I'm looking at him 
and he's drinking them all under the table. And so sometimes it was, it was just me and him looking at each other. And so I, I, I tried to pull him aside and told him that um, he was going to have some trouble coming because, you know, I seen some of me in him and several times. And he told me, you know, Sarge, you know, I, I got this thing. And um, he was the only troop we lost um, during that time because uh, that's all we were doing, flying missions like that. But he he, he took his, his life. And I, and I kept asking myself, did I try hard enough? Did I say the right, the, the right things? And, uh, and I just never f- forgot that impacted me to, to always, as JR said, we don't want to leave anybody behind, but um, want to make sure we exhaust every effort to save, to save as many, many veterans as possible. And, um, and, and we can and they won't all, some people, some people uh, will struggle harder than others. Uh, but we won't give up on them, and that's the part I appreciate. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, and giving up on people is is not in our nature. Um, as uh, you know, I want to say humans, um, but I know definitely people that are, have served our country. Um, <laughs> I I did a VA group uh, at Duffy's in Calistoga, and it was all. Um, people that were in the military. And so my favorite topic for them was the topic of surrender because, you know, you got all the Marines or, you know, they, they buck up and, oh, man, we're never surrendering and, you know, and all these guys are fresh into recovery. But when we look at the idea of surrender, you know, it doesn't mean that we're giving up on things. It just means that we're coming to a realization that there might be something inside of our life that we just can't control. And that's okay. But it's when we have the problem thinking that we can control it and you know, we're okay because we can control it. That's where the idea of surrender for a lot of people uh, gets tied up. Um, so just, just a fun little, little tidbit there that I like to throw out at the, uh, at the vets during, during my uh, groups that I do. Um, so really quickly guys, I, I want to take a break for a quick second. We're going to talk about Reggie's book here in a few minutes and we're also doing our giveaway, but, um, I wanted to take a second to talk about the broken chains, um, apparel t-shirt contest is still, um, available. Uh, we have information about that. If you want to go to their website, um, look up broken chains apparel and you can find their website. They have more information on that. And basically what the contest is is uh, you're entering for a t-shirt contest and we're going to have them live on the show and we're going to be um, showing a couple of the designs and then they're going to make their decision and then we're going to show the winner. And um, I think it would actually be really cool to have the winner of the design contest onto the show, JR. Um, if that, that sounds like a good plan for you, uh, you know, and we can, we can bring them all in and, and then they're going to work with that person and develop uh, some apparel recovery apparel. So if you guys are looking for really cool recovery apparel, um, go to Broken Chains Apparel and uh, we'll be keeping you guys up to date on on what we're going to be doing. And I think we're going to have Broken Chains on next episode to talk about um, some of the finalists. And then we're going to be announcing a winner um, probably a week or two after that. So um, if you guys are also interested in joining us on YouTube, we are streaming live on YouTube as well as Facebook. And if you can go to YouTube, don't forget to hit that subscribe button for us. Uh, we are at about 460 um, subscribers right now. We would love to see those numbers go up. And if you click on that bell, it's going to alert you 
just in case you're not able to make any of the uh, other shows, but it will alert you when our episodes post on YouTube after our live show. So again, a good opportunity for you to keep in touch with us and to check out more information about what we have going on on the Recovery Revolution live on YouTube. Also, if you guys would like to leave us a voice message, you can do so. Let us know how we're doing. You know, a lot of times we put these shows out, and like with this show, we have live comments. So that's really cool because we are have a sense of engagement and what you guys are thinking and talking about and stuff and, and how we're doing with our topics. But sometimes with podcasts and things like that, we don't necessarily know if you guys are getting stuff from the content and everything. So please send us a voice message. Um, we'll have the link in the show description. You can go there. Let us know how we're doing. And what we would like to do is we would like to build a bunch of messages up and include that in our opening um, our opening uh, sequence where we can include your guys' messages and let you guys be part of the show that way as well. So I think that, uh, you know, there's a lot of opportunity there for you guys to, to get even more involved other than uh, just viewing the show. And again, we want to thank everybody for coming on to the show today and uh, listening to Reggie's story, um, hearing us and talking recovery with us. We appreciate all your comments um, down there. Um, absolutely appreciate those. And we're doing a giveaway tonight, and Reggie is going to be giving away one of his books. So thank you very much for that, Reggie. We appreciate that. And again, this is uh, Reggie's book here. So A Wretch in the Mirror Looks Like Me by Reggie Davis. And uh, he, he gave us a copy of the book uh, digitally, and that's a really cool book. Um, it seems like the book, Reggie, is a series of short stories that kind of tell a bigger story. Would that be an accurate statement, sir? Yeah, yeah. During my time as a, um, as a paramedic, there's sometimes there, uh, just like that story I just talked about, there's certain certain incidences that, that you just that stay with you. It's just like it happens a lot to uh, people in the military, and and um, so those th those are the ones that kind of kind of rattle around in my head. Sometimes when I'm driving somewhere and I pass a location, so it helped me. It was it was really uh, cathartic and 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 freeing to to write it down in a book. And so I started off, like I said, uh, talking about my 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 background, my childhood. Um, uh, the biological risks and the environment I came out of, and then you, it just it just spiraled through into the military. Uh, but then my civilian career as, as a paramedic, um, there's I think it's like ten stories of the ones you know, um, uh, man, man, you know, kills his wife and himself and leaves a child behind, and um, young people a boating accident. And it's just you know, it's, it's to see those high risk choices some of us make because we don't see the danger. And then to work in that field as I expressed it, I did, and I didn't see that, you know, those same kind of things could happen to me. Um, but um, it's it, it, it was real freeing. So I sometimes I hope sometimes people read them and they, and they can see and they can relate to the fact that yes, uh, I could have been on the same road, but thankful thanks to recovery, we found a different way. Absolutely. And if you guys would like to get in on tonight's giveaway, um, put that hashtag looks like me uh, in the chat section. And we're going to um, be doing a giveaway here in a little um, bit. And make sure you guys get in on that. So um, get those hashtags in. 
Ramundo, thank you for joining us today. Ashley's got hers in. JR has his in. Um, Cheryl, uh, recently uh, married a 100% disabled Marine. Cheryl, bless you. Thank you very much. I hope that you and your husband are doing well. Um, yeah, Reggie. So can you tell us a little more about the book and, and um, how long did it take you to write the book, sir? Um, so let me see how I started. Uh, probably in all it took, maybe it took probably, probably a year. Uh, I wasn't rushed. I was, uh, I was looking, writing down the stories, rewriting them. Um, but probably, probably since I had been thinking, usually when you do it a book, usually you've been thinking about it a while. So, you know, I had bits of notes and things when I really got organized, um, you know, I did a couple of drafts. I, I made, I had to, I made, had to make sure that, uh, I had people vet them um, to make sure that uh, that nobody, nothing could be recognized. The incidents, you know, you have to change some of the names and so forth. Um, and 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 then I had a couple of people who's who who gave me permission to put the stories in because it related to um, either them, them or their family members, and that was that was real gratifying. So that those kind of things took took some time to get the, the, to put together. Uh, but it's a short read. I mean, it's not a, a long book. Um, and then, and then I include, I include uh, a lot of photos that jump out. You know, so uh, sometimes a picture can tell tell a, a big story. So there's uh, pictures back to some of the various stages of my career, promotion, and um, a picture of uh, me and my wife renewing our vows. And 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 those those are those are lasting memories. So. Um, you know, it's, it's if, you know, you usually you you put down what you want to put down. You go back and you look and you do it again and again. And then after you finish, you remember some things that you thought you should have put in there. But it's fine. You know, if, if anything else, you can do the next the next verse, the next version. Yeah, absolutely. And I love the fact that you include graphics in this, uh, you know, along with the short story, because, you know, we we learn or well, not learn, but but we can very visual people. So by having that graphic along with it, I think that it really adds to what the point is that you're trying to bring across in that particular instance. And so I'm, I'm grateful for that. Uh, not only as a Marine who enjoys um, books with pictures in them, um, but, but also as a, a person in recovery. Uh, so uh, thank you very much for doing that. I felt very at home reading your book. Um, yeah, man, it, it, it was, it was awesome. And, such a it was a really good i i read about half of it already so um it's it's really good guys you you gotta get in on this oh and uh let's see nathaniel i'm gonna put yours up here buddy uh make sure that we are doing a hashtag sir that is all together no spaces otherwise it won't get picked up on the algorithm so um you know just make sure nathaniel that it's gonna look uh like this one with no spaces hashtag with no spaces please so, Jr., how are you doing over there? What does your shirt say, sir? Recovery what? Recovery revolution. revolution. Whoa. Dude, where did you... What? Doing it sober. I got this off their website, man. Really? Yeah. Did you make it? Or they no, already He has uh, two different versions of uh, Recovery re Revolution shirts on there. I'm like, let me go. What? Hey, Ashley... Quick story I've, I've about been, Reggie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Please. 
I've known Reggie for about what about two years now, maybe a little bit longer. Yeah, 2019. And I never knew he had a book until about two months ago when uh, another mentor mentioned it in our thread. I'm like, Reggie, you never told me. <laughs> that's how humble of a guy this guy is. Yeah. Everybody has a book except for me and Carl. Yeah, I Ashley, I'm with you. I think that we need to get on the book um, circuit here. I actually feel I really want to write a book about my experiences growing up. And um, I don't know, maybe people would read it. I'm sure JR would read it. I'm sure if we gave it to Brett, he would probably have a collect dust on his um, on his side table. Oh, he's right next to my book on his shelf. <laughs> Carl, I would read it. Okay, thank you, Ashley. I appreciate that. I, you know, because we had to do a whole um, thing in college where we had to write our um, kind of a bio about us, and so I titled mine "How I Got to Now." And you know, I I had almost a year of recovery at that time, um, but my teacher was like, "Man, you should write a book about this because I I, I guess I'm a good writer. I don't know, but." You know, but it sounds like it would be fun to write a book. I don't know how long. So let me ask the, both of the authors here. Reggie, we're going to go with you first. How long did it take you to complete your project of writing the book from from the idea where you actually sat down and started mapping something out to sending it a completed version to the publisher? Probably six months. Okay. Yeah. And that's because... Um, what do you call them? Like the editors, some of the editors that have mm -hmm. to sometimes get it to them on their time. And, um, right. um, but yeah, so, I mean, probably today and JR maybe can com comment on this here. There's, uh, there's some systems that it well, depends on how much you want to pay and who you have working. You can get it done as, 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 as quick and as, as you want to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So JR, how long did it take you to do your book from the time that you actually sat down to start to map it out? And I know that you started, you cheated a little bit because you started when you were in rehab, right? You started, started writing your stories. I started while I was in jail. <laughs> right. Okay. I had a lot of time on my head. That's not cheating. Yeah. I He's mean, it was either that or go out there and play spades and do push-ups. So I was like, let me let me pick up this pen because okay. the push-ups and the spades is not getting me anywhere. Yeah. It took, originally, it took me about eight months for the first version. And then it took like another year for me to get I was I was unhappy because I kind of fluffed it at the end trying mm -hmm. to finish it. So I went back in it about a year later and then uh, gutted it out a little bit, added some more sto stories, and it took about maybe another six months from there to get okay. the final version, which I am totally happy with. Yeah, we're happy too. You're going to have to do another release on it though because you're you're you got more things to put on the cover there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, if, I, if I could put a plug in one of our uh, fellow mentors on there that, that yeah. Nathaniel, he's got an amazing story and he's a he's a poet. He's an amazing poet. So just wow. maybe JR might some in the future may may invite him, but uh um, shout he, out. He's talented. Yeah, Nan Nathaniel, uh we will get in contact with you. I think it would be fun to fun to have you on. And there's another poet out there. Um he's over in Massachusetts. His name is Matt Matt G. And he is the CEO of Aftermath Recovery, um, but he also does poetry. Ooh, we could have a poetry battle on Ooh. the show. 
Bam. Where? Oh, I don't have my sound effects on. AG, hit us with something. Yeah, yeah. We, I think that's a fantastic idea. Um, and we could have JR and Reggie uh, judge the contest. They could be the refs. <laughs> a big shout out to Chrissy. I don't know if I don't know if I can announce it yet. Can I, Chrissy? Uh-oh. There, you know, there's a there's a delay, or she's going to text you. Um, yeah, I, I said yeah. congratulations too, but I didn't say why. Yeah, big news. Mm, oh, Chrissy's yeah, awesome. oh. you know, Carl. So is Heather. Oh. Heather's awesome too. Yeah, Heather's awesome too. Mm-hmm. Big shout out. Carrie's Whoa. awesome too. Our our family. Christopher. Jeff. Christopher's okay. <laughs> Chris, he's only kidding. He's only kidding. <laughs> wait, do wait, do I know the news? I okay. I know that I have been absent from our chat group <laughs> that happens at all hours of the night, I might add, Ashley. Um <laughs> I go to bed at 9 30. Y'all can y'all go on as, as long as you want. <laughs> I know. Ashley's like, oh. does, Carl, does Carl even know that we're doing this anymore? <laughs> well, and then there's like then JR gets up at like the crack of dawn. So it's like yeah. Carl and Carl yeah. go until like Tell two Reggie. in the morning. Right. And then JR's at five in the morning, and I'm like, Can I sleep <laughs> ever, please? No, you have one job, Ashley. Yeah. You're allotted four hours of rest per day. Yeah, four hours of rest, and then then you're going to be back on Firewatch, and uh, then you have to you have to. <laughs> it's it's you not have what to I get. Around camp, yeah. Um, cool. All right, so we got Reggie's book. We got the fundraiser going. Uh, so guys, again, if you haven't put your uh, hashtag in, we're going to throw that back up there. It is tonight's giveaway, and it's called. The wretch in the mirror looks like me and hashtag looks like me down there. So please go ahead and get those hashtags in. If you haven't, uh, we're going to be doing the drawing here in a little bit. And uh, I have a fun game that I wanted to play with you guys. Do you guys sound like doing a little uh, game? You're that buzzer? Oh, don't, don't every, oh, oh, yes. Hey. Okay, there we go. Um, all right, so we're going to be doing a little game here, guys. Uh, we, we Do you want game music? Because I have my groovy, funky music I play when I do my uh, rapid-fire questions. And while we're doing that, JR, can you tell everybody um, a little bit about the, um, again, introducing the Broken Chains Apparel uh, contest while I look something up here? Okay. Um, Great. Uh, Recovery Revolution and Broken Chains Apparel and uh, the Sober Wrap. We are doing a t-shirt design contest. I mean, we are taking designs from our viewers, which which is are you which is you. I mean, submit us your best designs and we will vote on it. Um, I don't know exactly the end date, but we will um, pick the winners and the winners win a gift card and they get the their a t-shirt of their design. And I believe we're putting their signature on the shirt, I believe. Wasn't, yeah. today, wasn't today the last day? I thought it was, it was the last it day. It was supposed to, but Carlin mentioned. Uh, I thought week. it. Brett mentioned it was extending out. Um, is is broken chain still on our chat? Oh, a comment just got thrown up there. Um, I'll, okay. I'll text, um, I'll text Brett. Yeah, yeah. Just David. David was on here earlier. Yeah, David, are you still on, buddy? 
We'll let, we'll let, there is a, oh, wow. That was very ferocious. Um, okay. So we'll, we'll get more information for you guys about the uh, contest. But again, if you want to go to Broken Chains Apparel, they have more information about that as well. So that is very exciting. And as soon as JR gets back, we're going to do our little game here. So Ashley, how has your day been today? It's been good. Everything's yeah. Yeah, there's so much stuff going on. Um, next week's finals week, so mm. that's crazy. And then there's just uh, every day there's more stuff. Right, right. But it's good. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Okay, good, good, good. I think they redid my rapid fire questions here because I had one that was yes or no, random rapid fire questions. Yes. One word. Oh, yes. No. Okay. No. Oh, here we are with two options. Okay. All right, guys. So we're going to be starting our game. Everybody is ready. And um, our game tonight is the Think Fast game. And I am going to be reading questions to you guys. And we are, or you guys are going to be answering them. So we're going to start with Ashley. Then we're going to move to JR. And then we're going to move to Reggie. Okay. And we're going to rotate in that order. Does that sound good, guys? Ladies first. Let's go. All right, Ashley. Okay, so Ashley, name three ways to get a tan. Um, a tanning bed, laying in the sun, and then driving in the car. Where half of you gets tan and the other half doesn't. All right. Like driving. We'll ac- we'll accept those answers. Thank you very much, man. Noise. Noise. Jr. Name three ways to book a hotel room or a motel room, depending on what your pleasure is, sir. Um, walk up, internet, and phone. Walk up, internet, and phone. Okay, we will accept those answers. Thank you very much, sir. All right, Reggie. Name three ways to cook a steak. Uh, you can grill it, you can fry it, and you can broil it. All right, I like that very much, sir. Thank you very much. All right, Ashley. Name three things you would wear when it is cold. A hoodie. Uh-huh. Flip-flops, because I wear them even when it, whenever. Um, okay. And she lives in pants. Florida. Right, right. <laughs> in, in pants? When I, okay. Yeah, when I, and not shorts. <laughs> okay, good. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you're going to wear your pants for us, Ashley. Thank you very much. All right. JR, name three <laughs> things that don't belong on a hamburger. <laughs> Peanut butter. Jelly and bananas. Oh, dude, you're killing me, man. Those are like my three top favorites. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm not inviting you over to any of my barbecues. All right. Reggie, name three ways to combat a trigger. A trigger. Uh, uh, keep your eyes closed. Um, uh, let's see. Keep your eyes closed. Avoid going into places where they set you off. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Avoiding triggers and um, kill your sense of smell. Kill your sense of smell. All right, I like those. Thank you no very much, sir. Media. Yeah, we'll give you a ding for that one. That's great. All right, Ashley. Name three ways to communicate with somebody else. Talking. Mm-hmm. Facial expressions. Okay. And passing notes. And passing notes. Oh, you're a note passer. Well, as a middle school girl at one time. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, that's 
we'll, we'll definitely, yeah, we'll give you a bell for that one. Thank you very much, Ashley. Thank and you. JR, three ways to ask for help. Raise your hand. Um, don't ask for help. Raise mm. your hand. Uh, email. Okay. And call somebody. And call somebody. All right. We'll give you a ding for Phone that a one. Phone a friend. Okay. So we're gonna, <laughs> all right. We're going to, we're going to go through a couple more questions with you guys here. Um, all right. Reggie work or play. Work. Work. All right. Ashley. Love or friendship? Both. Nope. We got to pick one. Friendship. Okay. I think you can uh, have both, though. We, you can have both, but she only can pick one. Thank you very much. But who I'm made not, you the rule maker? I, I, am, I am in charge of this contest right now. Um, okay. Um. <laughs> if I want both, I can have both. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. All right. <laughs> JR, money or happiness? Happiness. All right. Reggie, cats or dogs? Dogs. All right. Ashley, summer or winter? Florida winter or winter winter? Summer or winter. It's up to you on how you want to define it. Florida winter. Florida winter. Okay. That's summer in our books. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> JR, morning or evening? Morning. All right. And Reggie, the last one, salty or sweet? Sweet. Sweet. Okay. And the last question that I always like to ask all of the people that participate in my games, who is your favorite Disney character? JR and Ashley have already done this on my show, but we're going to review and see if their questions line up with what they told us prior. And uh, Reggie, you are going to um, be answering for the first time. So, Reggie, we'll let you go first. Who is your favorite Disney character? I guess I'm so old school. It has to be Mickey mm. Mouse. Okay. Okay. Hey, Mickey's classic, brother. There's no shame in that. All right. Ashley? Ariel from The Little Mermaid. Ariel from The Little Mermaid. And JR, sir? Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. Yes, sir. You know, um, okay, so my favorite Disney character, I just got a new one. It's that red panda from the panda movie. Have you guys seen that one on Disney? Oh, my gosh, it's so cute. Um, and it's like the girl that turns into the little red panda. No? Oh, man. Okay. Um, watching too much TV here, guys. So, excellent. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, Reggie, are you having a good time, brother? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Excellent. Excellent. All right. So, uh, JR, should we run the uh, giveaway and see who our, um, who our winner is? Roll that beautiful bean footage. All right. Okay. And, again, if anybody has a last-minute entry that they want to do, we're going to do a minute countdown. Um, no Aladdin. Uh, <laughs> Carl reminds me. Of the Aladdin type from his camp. Thank you very much for that, Bruce. I appreciate that. We'll throw that one up there for everybody to enjoy. Bougie. bougie. I am bougie. Um, uh, yes. <laughs> very bougie. All right. Okay, guys. So we're going to go ahead and... Oh, he... oh, okay. Okay. Good Good news here. So Ashley just posted. Brett said the contest ends at midnight, and he isn't sure what the time zone is. So we're going to say to be safe at 9 p.m. this evening, 
wherever you are in the United States, unless you're in Hawaii, then it's, it's going to be nine. It's nine Wait. now here. Oh, it's nine now. Okay. Well, you better get it in quick. Um. <laughs> Eastern time zone is so if midnight. If you're in Eastern time zone is, just, but everywhere else, California, okay. nine o'clock. Yeah. What is here in Texas? It would be 10 o'clock. Right. Yeah. Or no, it would be, no, I'm sorry, 11 o'clock, Texas. Yeah. Colorado would be 10 o'clock. Right? That's two hours? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. What, whatever you say. All right. <laughs> We're going to be doing our winner here. So can I, uh, Brett's not here to do the kazoo or the drum roll, um, but can I get a drum roll from our participants on the camera, please? Thank you. Ashley, do we have an Ashley here? Is Ashley part of our studio today? Ashley Noel Grimes? I'm not sure. Noel. Noel? Oh, okay. Oh, I thought it was Noel. My bad. Noel. um, On Christmas Eve. Were you really? Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Awesome. Well, great news. You've won. Um, Yay. (laughs) So. Excellent. Thank you. Uh, we, uh, get with JR. JR will get your information out to you or um, we'll work with Reggie. I'm not. And JR, I don't know how you normally do that. Do they just contact you when, when you have winners? He's got my information. Yes. Oh, okay. We're good. We're good. All right. Yeah, I'll get with Reggie. I'll, pick, I'll get the book off Reggie. And then, uh, okay. Uh, Perfect. It can, it can be part of my collection. We were talking yeah. about that earlier, JR. Silver Book Club. <laughs> the Silver yeah. Book Club. Well, I c- collect them. There we go. Like I got that one's today. Oh, okay. oh yeah. Yeah, honesty's book. Okay. I yeah. collect I collect books too. Ashley, how many of those have you read though? Almost all of them. Oh wow. See, I can't say that. Like Reggie's book, I was like, I was so stoked because I had pictures and stuff. I was like, dude, this is right up my alley, man. <laughs> and I, I'm already halfway through that book. Do your books have pictures in them, Ashley? Nope. Oh. <laughs> but that that one. Oh, what what is that one? What does it say? Daddy, Daddy, please stop drinking. Doctor oh, Rob. Oh yeah. So the, that's a good one. Yeah, he I sent like it. That. Cool. Yeah, this one doesn't have pictures either. But no. there is bipolar Barbies has pictures in it though. Oh, okay. I'm gonna get hers. And um, Reggie, if you caught that episode, um, that's a really uh, that actually looks like a really good book to read if if you get it. Um, and her artwork on the book was phenomenal. Um, I thought it was really good. So, okay, guys. Um, oh, Jr., do you have any announcements for us uh, for this evening? This is Bentley. Bentley. Oh, yes. This is that's your new addition. <laughs> this is your new addition to the family. Drowning by Bipolar Barbie. That one's you're you're muted, Ashley. Here, let me see if I can help you. Oh, no, there you go. It, it was holding my computer up, but that's Bipolar oh. Barbie. She's got <laughs> she's got pictures. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. That's great. I I love books. 
I'm a very visual person and I'm not trying to say I'm like, I'm a simple person, but I'm visual. So the pictures actually help me kind of create a story in my mind, which I really appreciate. So, um, yeah. Okay. Reggie. So Reggie, can you tell us, um, if people are looking to purchase your book or if they're looking to, um, uh, follow you on social media or anything like that, what are some avenues where people can either get in touch with you if they're interested in about purchasing the book or where can they find the book or. I think uh, I think my site's still up. It's Chief RLD. Okay. Chief RLD. Um, uh, I think I got a, a Facebook too. For, for the most part, a lot of times when I talk or something, I usually give my book away if I have copies of it. Not, uh, but it, it is on online on the. Um, I can't remember one of those uh, where you can download electronically for like five bucks or something, but. I don't even keep track. Uh, if they can reach to reach out to Jr. and if I have some, I'll I'll, I'll get a um, I'll provide a free copy or a link to where they can um, just download it. Okay, great. We appreciate that, sir. So if you guys would like more information on um, Reggie's book, you can always visit our Facebook page at Recovery Revolution One Hundred, and there you can uh, message us, and one of our staff members from the Recovery Revolution will get in touch with you. And you know, we we get a lot of messages through that message board, guys, on Facebook Messenger. A lot of people that are looking for help, and and you know, and we're just here to try to point you guys in the right direction, and hopefully allow you guys to succeed. I hope that everybody here tonight has had a wonderful evening. Um, it's been great doing the show. Uh, like we said, Brett was out. He's out doing some pet tie right now with his wife. They're doing their wedding anniversary. So again, guys, congratulations um, for that. Uh, super, super happy for you guys to see the success of, of that marriage. And um, yeah, Ashley, do you have anything you want to close this out with tonight? We're ending already. Yeah. I want to hear. I want to hear some oh. stories. Oh yeah, so, Jr. Do you have any stories? Well, and Reggie too. Let's. So Reggie can tell us some stories about Jr. I bet. <laughs> oh yeah. J Jr. is uh, one of the first things that jumped out about me is that, and I guess you already know that he is energetic. Uh, he That's is so much energetic today. <laughs> <laughs> He's sincere. He's sincere. Uh, about his his, his uh, recovery, and um, uh, and but I personally watched him uh, work with some of the mentees, and um, you know he gives a hundred a hundred and ten percent. You know, um, he's positive. He looks at things from the positive aspect, and um, uh, yeah, I'm I'm just uh, he you know he's one he's one of the he's sort of like one of the shining stars we got there. You know, I kid about like, I reach out to him. I'm like. Cause he's so busy, he's doing so many things. But every now and then, when he has time, you know, he's into our support groups or something. I'm like, oh my goodness, look at look at this. We're being blessed. <laughs> <laughs> Don't listen to that, Bentley. Don't listen to that. <laughs> yeah, but I really, we have a uh, what is that called, Jr? That's a thread. Our our mentors are on this thread, and those guys, uh, Carl, because you've been in the military. Ashley, there's something about military people. We're off, and so we 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 uh, what's the word? We pick at each other. I guess that's the way to put it. And these guys take it to a different level. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, 
I've been, yeah. I've been, I'm, I'm temporarily filling the, uh, the coordinator's position. So I'm, I'm sort of like the parent, so I can't get involved with it, but I'd be <laughs> laughing so hard. I'd be about to fall out of my chair when I'd be watching them get, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a positive, positive guy. We have a, um, the, the truth is, is that, that our mentors and, and even the people we're working with, uh, that camaraderie, that, um, that it, like we said, that thing about we don't want to leave anyone behind. Uh, it's just that's what impresses me the most, you know, that uh, we, we go all out for each other, you know. But we all they also and Jr. is like that too. They give it to each other. <laughs> I'm, I'm the shy one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. No, he's not. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure, Jr. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. One of my coworkers yeah. was uh, talking about our little uh, department today, and I was like. She's like, oh, we we were all like a, a good team. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm the quiet one. She's like, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> you the loud one. Right. Me and Chris so- were talking about JR today and how like how like his belief in us and stuff has been so great for our recovery. So he doesn't leave anyone behind. Yeah. And then definitely JR is definitely hey, this oh, is uh- a JR hour. Y'all gonna try to make me blush? Oh, <laughs> well, more than you already have, sir. Um, <laughs> so, who's the judge that you guys deal with? It sounds like that they would be really cool to have on the show as well. Reggie, get him. Reggie, you know the judge, brother? Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, I'll, I'll tell him Jr. has something to ask him. We'll, we'll set it up. Hey, Reggie, all you have to tell him is that. That one of his fellow Marines is requesting he comes on the show. Ooh. That'll work. That yeah, will, yeah, that'll that'll work, work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and just remind him, always faithful. Yeah, if you ever watch, uh, if you ever get bored and watch my Vet Talks video, he's uh-huh. the one I, I'm talking about when I said, uh, if for all you former Marines, I'll break <laughs> it down even simpler and make stuff shiny. That was for him. So he can take a joke. That's right, man. We, shiny, shiny is right at my alley, brother. But if I you're standing in front of him and you know you did wrong, then he puts a little fear in you. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I think he's a black belt too. That nah, doesn't scare me. <laughs> <laughs> I survived Marine Corps basic training. Bring it on. <laughs> and 17 years of addiction. So yeah, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know which which is scarier, right? Um, I just put in the chat, um, we have a place here called Heroes Mile, and, and it's so cool. They're doing like all kinds of innovative um, things. So it's a cool thing to ch- check out. When I went and visited, I did my um, training for certified recovery peer specialist there, and it was just like amazing, the stuff that they were doing. And it's very different than at a traditional treatment center because it's Everyone there is veterans. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. We we have a really strong VA community out here, um, in you know California. I live near uh, the the hub of the Air Force. Travis Air Force Base uh, is literally I don't know maybe nine miles from my house. And uh, I used to participate when I was in uh, in my youth, uh, one of their programs, the official auxiliary of the United States Air Force, which is uh, called the Civil Air Patrol. 
and uh, I volunteered with them for a long time. I was their recruiting officer. Uh, they have a cadet program, and they also have a senior program, and they are responsible for um, going out and doing search and rescue missions for aircraft, aircraft civilian uh, aircraft that go down. And so they will often get called to go do a, a search for an aircraft, and they have ground crews and air crews that go out and, and conduct a grid search uh, for these. And um, they also do the recovery and assist the Air Force with recovering uh, airplane flaps that fall off the airplanes. And if any of you, <laughs> that's a real story. Airplane flaps fall off of airplanes. I, I don't know if anybody realizes that. And I don't know if it happens often, but it does happen. So um, just keep Only that in, in mind. California. You, no, everywhere. Everywhere. Carl, Carl yes. you know I'm taking a flight tomorrow, right? Is that why you're bringing this up? <laughs> <laughs> JR, you have JR, you have nothing to worry about. We're talking about military aircraft here, not civilian. <laughs> so um, you know. <laughs> he's he's gone to watch Duke. Final four. Oh, hey, I thought you already went and watched him, dude. He did, but that was different. It was hang on, like, hang on. give me two seconds. Give me two seconds. Okay, one, two. I'm gonna stop the camera for a second. Oh, okay, okay. This is JR's version of a magic trick for anybody who's interested. Um, oh, New wow, dude! Yeah, I'm wearing this to the game, dude. Hold on, we're we're Show gonna make this this big. Thank you, um, JR, for um, showing your pride for the Dukeinators. It um, matches the background. Do Do you call them the Dukies? I do. Let's go, Dukies. Do you, <laughs> Man, do you remember? I've probably been a fan for 30 years now. What? 30 yeah, years? I bought these tickets last year after last year's championship oh. game, Dude, hoping and you... praying that they would make it to the Final Four, and they did. I thought you said you bought these tickets 30 years ago. I was like, man, that's dedication right there. Um, <laughs> uh, JR, so tell us, what is your favorite thing about the Dukies when they take the court? Um, just just watching them play i, I mean i re, i totally respect the coach the, mm. the program and what yeah. and what they do i mean yeah. it's it, they've always you know graduated their players i mean they got one of the highest graduation rates and they just win i mean they're like one of the winningest team that's why they have so many haters you either love them or hate them yeah i can i can relate to that um yeah, and my buddy, my uh, army buddy's flying out with me. He's a North Carolina okay. fan, so that should be fun. Oh yeah, and you guys are going down to New Orleans. Where are you going? New Orleans. All right. We, if you're from New Orleans, you call it New Orleans. Um, I learned that from somebody when I was working on the cruise ship because she was from New Orleans, and she was like, "No, you got to call it New Orleans." And I was like, "Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll call it New Orleans then." Um, <laughs> Sorry if I'm offending anybody from the um, fine state of uh, New the Orleans. Bayou, the Bayou. The Bayou. The um, Bayou. Okay, so Reggie and JR. Louisiana. Oh, yeah. Go. Oh, Louisiana. Oh, okay. I'm live. Hey, I'm, I'm a Marine. Give, give me a break, okay? <laughs> I'm, I'm just helping I'm, so that there's no memes tomorrow, like when the president yes. said from the great state of Kansas. <laughs> I was just trying to help you. Uh, that's great. Do you remember that? <laughs> Did y'all hear that uh, Eric, uh, what's his name, Eric Church, canceled his concert so he could watch this game? 
He's such a he's such a North Carolina fan. <laughs> really? He yeah. canceled his church. Canceled so he could watch concert. the game. He canceled his concert. So oh, okay. He, he pissed off all the people that had tickets. Wow. Screw it. That's the biggest rivalry once. in sports. So. Um, Raymundo says that you look like the Cookie Monster with your hair. <laughs> if, if I get I, cut off, it's storming really, really bad. So, okay, so well, Raymundo, you get a you get a bell for that one. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> he gets a cookie. Ashley, it's it, oh, you get a cookie. Better yet, um, I'll bring cookies when I see you next time. I have chocolate cake. Chocolate what? cake. I, oh, but we didn't have birthdays. I had to oh. bring cake for the birthdays because JR won't provide it, and then. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me we needed to do the uh, hey. silver birthday shout outs yeah um i girl you have one job one job tonight well um <laughs> so so we don't have a video so if you had a birthday in the yeah, month please of post it, march post it in post. our comments so that we can thank you ashley quick on the so fly can, there um we so i can eat cake because so you can eat this cake. Is the one time I have cake, and we don't have birthdays, so somebody give me something to celebrate. We had a three-year, a three, uh, someone was celebrating three years today. There, oh, there was somebody that celebrated three years. Ashley, I just put my clean date in there, so um, you can celebrate that. That's December. Oh. So I'm either celebrating early or I'm celebrating late, and my cake is too good for that. Wow. No, there was great, somebody. There was who was that? Who cake. was celebrating? <gasps> Wait, what is that? What is that sauce? Strawberry sauce, but I don't like the sauce. Oh my goodness! Well, that's too bougie for me. Oh my I gosh, just... Reg. Okay, Reggie, are are you a cake person? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm what is your sugar. favorite? Go ahead. What do you? My favorite. What is your? Yeah. What's your favorite kind of cake? Oh. What is this, this thing my wife gets? Carrot cake. Carrot cake, but I got to have a little oh. ice cream. Ooh, carrot cake with ice cream. I haven't done carrot cake with ice cream before. Mm. I that think I tried that the good. other day. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't think it matched. Carrot cake. Yeah. Well, Reggie, okay, what kind of ice cream do you eat with your carrot cake? Uh, Well, if, if it's me getting it and she's not mm. around... It's butter almond. Um, but if she's around, yeah, it's low calorie vanilla or something like that. That's oh, okay, that. okay. So the sticky ice cream. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, I bet. Oh, I bet a. I bet a pecan ice cream would be really good with a carrot cake because carrot cake has nuts in it. Yeah, oh, that would go really good. You could make a carrot cake with pecans or pecans, depending on what state or where you're from. Um, and oh, that would be really good. I don't like pecan or carrot cake or any of this. Chocolate, chocolate's where it's at. Chocolate, okay, okay. Well, yeah, chocolate, chocolate is good. Chocolate is definitely good. I'm not going to argue with you on that one. But carrot cake does have a platform to stand on. <laughs> It's got some nutritional value, which makes it. Mm. Just okay. Let me ask you this, Ashley. If you could only eat one thing for the rest of your life, what would you choose? Boiled eggs. 
That wasn't part of the question. You just said if you could only uh, eat no, one thing. That's on. what I I'm said. Not, I'm not done. Broccoli or cake. And it's the only thing you can eat for the rest of your life. What would you choose based off of a, a nutritional value? My life would not last long. What would you choose? Well, this is a question I ask my 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 guys at rehab. Really? Yeah, serious. It's this is a, actually a clinical question. Well, see, I was going to say the boiled egg because it doesn't make my sugar go up, and then it has protein, so I I feel okay when I do that. But so okay. if I had cake all the time since being mm -hmm. diabetic it would not be good okay um, well, let's pretend that you weren't diabetic i mean <laughs> neither one because you can't Wait. live on broccoli and you can't, you can't live on cake you, why can't you live on cake you absolutely cannot live on cake broccoli cake Ooh. oh oh no okay jr jr let, let listen man broccoli cake really what kind of rehab do you have that you ask about broccoli and cake so this is okay so it's, on, a it's california on a thing it must be no 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 it's on a video series called um god what is it so it talks about the brain but we're talking about nutrition here and if you think about it cake actually has what does cake have in it it has grains right because it's made with flour it has okay. eggs so it has protein in it it no, has dairy hmm, hold on it has flour dairy Okay, well, I mean, it has flour, right? So isn't that considered to be a grain? Doesn't flour come from a grain? Well, grains this are complex down? carbs. and Like, grains are complex carbs, and flour okay, is simple sugar. It's not wheat. Know. Flour's not wheat. Is Reggie, it? JR. Let's help, Google help this. Yeah, Google it. Okay, Google. If if <laughs> This is going to be on the outtake reel. Um, Ashley and Carl go at it about flour. Um, so the the answer to this is what we have been told as clinicians is that um, you will want to pick broccoli because you see broccoli as being the most healthy thing, right? But in reality, you actually get more nutritional value out of a slice of cake than you do um, having broccoli because broccoli is not bringing in all of the nutrients that your body needs to survive. Nice. That's, that's yeah, that that's a that's definitely a tricky okay. one. It is a tricky one. It is. So um Bruce says cake. So if you guys want to chime in, what would you pick? Would you pick broccoli or cake? And don't guys, I love both. I love broccoli. Man, I, I can do some mean broccoli in a skillet. Who don't get me started. But I also love cake. But I'm on keto, so for me, cake is really hard. <laughs> Have you ever tried quinoa or whatever it's called? Q U I N. Yeah, that. Quinoa. Oh yeah, quinoa is a great grain. It's good for keto. Yeah. Oh no, quinoa. I don't think I can do quinoa because it has carbs. No, does I think it? it has carbs. Yeah. Because Trader Joe's has quinoa, and I'm like, they're the enemy right now. <laughs> do you guys have Trader Joe's out there, Reggie? Yeah, we got tra Trader Joe's. Yeah, yeah, I know that. Yeah, okay, okay. JR, you said marketing for the Soberverse? Yes. What What are we doing? Chrissy's new position. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. She, she interviewed today. Congratulations, Chrissy. We are working on the same team. 
Yeah, the recovery revolution team. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, the recovery uh, revolution and and the and the soberverse team because I am a contract worker with uh, the soberverse. Well, technically, I am too. So. Yeah, and we all are. So I'm going to have to say, yeah, I was wrong, and Carl okay. was correct. Oh, um, say that again. I was wrong, and Carl <laughs> was correct. I can admit when I'm wrong. So. White flour is <laughs> grain with the, what does it say? I don't know. Pretty much everything that's healthy taken out. But there is whole, whole wheat and flour too. Um, but you are right. It is a grain. So Yeah. Yeah. Because it gets ground down. It's um, They got this really cool um, mill out here in Calistoga. And it is an old processing mill, and they have these two huge stones that sit on top of each other, and they are literally—I mean, just, just what's what's smaller than a millimeter? Half a millimeter. Centimeter? Centimeter? No. A micrometer. <laughs> a micro. I mean, it's literally like they are just barely touching each other, and they're they're grinding, and um, they process. Um, flour and um, all sorts of different grains through this mill and the public can go out and buy them this way and it's it's an old uh way of doing the uh the mill but it's it's really cool so if anybody is ever in cal northern california to visit the the old mill up by calistoga it's in national historic park and uh it's really cool to see so all right, guys. Um, Ashley, you have anything else for us this evening, or are we are we are we good to start signing off, ma'am? Oh, am I in control now? Mm. Reggie, do you have anything you want to? Any wisdom you want to give us? Yes. Uh, no, just uh, keep doing what you're doing. You know, I think there's definitely a need to uh, expand the knowledge and expand the mm-hmm. community and. And um, and let more and more people know. You know, we uh, you know, we not only are we thriving, but we have we have we have fun in sobriety. <laughs> That's right. I have a question. I, I just thought of it. I have a question for you, Reggie. I just uh-huh. thought of it. What about women veterans? Do we need more women veterans mm. in recovery, helping other women? Most definitely, most definitely. Um, JR, I'll tell you, we have a we have a real good uh, mentor. She went, moved down to Florida, was working with she's Air Force, of course. <laughs> but um, we we've been we've been um, the, what's the missing link is is that somehow we're not getting we're not serving that community, and we don't know if it's because uh, they're just not recognized that there's not a, enough effort being reached out to them. Uh, but that's definitely an area that we're kind of falling sh- short on, you know, and that more efforts need, needs to be put about because they they suffer just like us, too. Um, so um, that's something something that not only us, our area, but all areas need to do a better job of. Yeah, abs- absolutely. And I think that is is uh, that actually that was a great question. I'm, I'm happy that you asked that. Because I, I think that, you know, when we think about military service, a lot of times we forget that there are both sides, you know, of the aspect that we have to look at and placing people into programs 
um, depending on gender, um, is uh, very helpful. And how many, are there any um, female uh, mentors or people that work with veterans that are coming into uh, your program that you guys have an opportunity to work with? Uh, we, like I said, we had a, a, a female mentor. We just didn't have any mentee candidates for him at the time. Okay. And we attributed that, like I said, part of it being that the outreach to find them because their situations are different, you know, it's, it's, it's still not there where it needs to be. But when I looked at some of the other um, vet courts around the country, I did see photos and they had, you know, quite a few females uh, involved with the programs. Okay. Well, and I think that families too, because military families are, it's, it's different, you know, when your loved one's away, if you have a substance use disorder and you're at home and you've been isolated, you know, it's a different type of, you know, I don't know what it's like to be part of a military family. It would be hard for me to, you know, understand, say a wife of somebody that had served. So, you know, there's a great need for family members too. I would, I would think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, the VA and also those who are, you know, active, uh, they have those systems in place. But, uh, you know, JR and Carl can probably tell you, too, one of the problems, actually is when we're in the military, we get indoctrinated to this thing that, that lets us say we're not weak or you don't say you're hurting when you're hurting, you know, when you're suffering until there's a crisis or it's too late. So uh, a, a lot of it is the education and the changing the mindset that that help is a good thing, whether it's mental health or physical health. Yeah, absolutely. And I can, I can totally agree with that, Reggie. Uh, one of the things that I just popped into my head with um, Ashley's mention of the family was uh, what is, what is the military doing? And I know that you guys aren't spokespeople for the military, but you have a lot of people that have come out of military service that you work with. I mean, everybody has come out of military service. And my guess would be probably some that are newer to uh, civilian life than maybe others. But have you heard anything about maybe what the military is doing to educate the families and the people that are coming out of service? Because uh, we had to go through a reentry program uh, when we came out of well, when I came out of my service. We had to go through this reentry program, which kind of orientated us back into civilian lifestyle. Um, you know, in my thought is, you know, maybe we can catch people before they get out of the military to make the referral and start the um, process to assess people for a substance use disorder if they're if, you know, things come up during that time period. I think the military is actually doing a better job uh, when they out process soldiers today. I mean, mm -hmm. back in my day it was never even asked like you know i was undiagnosed for 20 20 years before i, I even opened up to talk to somebody but i think today they, they covered a lot more a lot better so i mean there there are great programs out there like uh the recovery coaching thing that i'm doing now it's open for veterans and their family members so it's free too so that's great that's great so, all right, guys. Well, um, I think that is our show for the evening. Uh, Reggie, man, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on to the show. 
Uh, we're so happy that you took the time this evening to come out and um, share your recovery with us, to share your inspiring stories, to share your experience, strength, and hope. And uh, we hope that you'll come back on someday soon and we can uh, we can talk more. Um, JR, I think it would actually be really cool to have every branch of the service on uh, during the summer sometime so that we can um, celebrate maybe the 4th or some of the upcoming uh, uh, holidays that focus around military service. New Veterans Day. Yeah, that would be a really good one. Okay. So that would be a really, yeah, that would actually be a really good one. I think that that would be good to do. We can make that happen, man. Yeah. Okay. Cool. April is Military Sexual Trauma Month, too. Ooh, so there's a, a lot point. of stuff that happens that causes substance use disorder because mm-hmm. coping with. Yeah. That's a really good one, um, Ashley. So, yeah. So let's, uh, we'll, we'll, guys, we're going to work together as a team and we're going to work on uh, bringing Reggie back on. I would really like to get the judge back on. That would be amazing. Um, you know, and we can, we can fill this room up. We can, I think we can bring 10 people into the room, Brett said. So, yeah, so we could, we could bring, we we could even find a Coastie out there and bring them in. (laughs) If you brought all those people, I wouldn't have to talk. It'd be great. Hey, isn't Kevin a Coast Guard guy, Reggie? (laughs) Is Kevin a Coastie? I, I dated know. a Coast Guard guy once. Hey, that's my that's my buddy. <laughs> oh man, oh man. All right, guys, and if you are uh, still with us, <laughs> an hour and thirty three minutes into the show, um, please do not forget to hit that subscribe button on YouTube, and this will keep you up to date on future shows that we have coming out our live stream, and also shows that we post. If you click on the bell, that will notify you on any updates that we make to the Recovery Revolution Live YouTube page. Again, if you guys are wanting to get into the design contest with Broken Chains Apparel, that will end at midnight tonight. So get over to the Broken Chains Apparel website, draw something up, and throw it up there so that you can get in on this design contest. And if you would like to leave us a voicemail or a voice message, uh, go to the link that will be provided in the show notes, um, HTTPS, um, speak to us, um, RRL, and we will be able to get the voice messages. And what I was talking about earlier is it would be great to get a lot of these voice messages together so that we could include it on our intro when we open the show. And um, we can share the voice of recovery with the world. Uh, really positive stuff going on. And we want to thank everybody for watching our show on the Recovery Revolution Live YouTube. And as Brett always says, uh, what does Brett <laughs> what does Brett always say? Progress, um, not, progress, not perfection. Progress, not perfection. 